0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben. Tom, man, how's it going, bud? It's been a little while
2: since we've talked.
0: It has been quite a while. Um, I don't know. We're... uh, Well, I can only imagine what it's like to be in a tsunami and you're watching it come over you. And um, with the amount of people coming into clinics, not just mine in every clinic I'm aware of at this point in time with sore throats, I can just feel that overwhelming sense of I'm about to be crushed by upper respiratory infections. Dun, dun,
2: dun. Flu season's around exactly. the corner. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It is. yes. And um, the, But the ratios never seem to change. For every 100 people that say they have strep, I still see four. So I, I just – it's it has not changed, but, you know – I, I guess if that's the worst thing that happens, so be it. So it's just... Uh, uh,
2: at least you're batting consistently. I mean, you know, four out of 100. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I don't know the exact numbers. I'm just saying it's not a very high percentage of what they say versus what actually happens. But I don't think that's unique to me in any way, so...
2: No, probably not, Yeah, you know. And I, you know, we did not record an episode last week. I kind of took the week off because I was doing some traveling and... Finding my inner chi and my uh, my inner peace.
0: Did you find a way to set up your own inner sanctum as uh, Pollyanna would want you to?
2: Um,
0: well, different conference.
2: Yeah, <laughs> entirely different conference, <laughs> and I did not violate a sacred space. So <laughs> that was for Pollyanna. I know you're listening. Thank you. <laughs> but that no, was good. You know, took a little week off, and, you know, several other podcasts that we listen to have been on hiatus for a while or. I've taken a little bit of time off, so we just kind of took a week to recharge the batteries a little bit, and, but we're back, ready to go.
0: Yeah, as soon as I figure out how to work this microphone again, it'll be fucking amazing. Like, for a minute I was like, yeah, there's buttons and things are flashing around me. Oh, I forgot how this thing works, so. Oh yeah, I talk. So yeah, it's going to work out great though. I am sure this will be flawless. It's not like we didn't come back and just ease right into it. No, we decided to go into a uh, diverse and intertwined political discussion for our first one back, so this should right. be fun why though. not?
2: Yeah, you know, why like, not? Why not just jump right back into the fire? Yeah,
0: so exactly. So I think there's some other things we do, though, first. I don't remember exactly this week. Yeah, you know, I think as, it's great that you know, your
2: podcast, Amnesia, is now going beyond just what you say during the recording but now how you actually do a podcast that, that's that's reassuring for me tom
0: it should not be reassuring in any way i'm just throwing that out there sarcasm sarcasm we we'll to have to look that up in the dictionary so
2: oh, geez, it's gonna be a long episode
0: it's going to be an extremely long and painful episode for me yes most likely, yes, because the idiot never hurts himself; he just hurts those around him. Okay, which is also, <laughs> if you've never heard that expression or thought about it, that is great life advice for everybody out there listening.
2: Well, I don't know that necessarily agree with that, but okay, because I mean, I've I mean, worked
0: sometimes, ER. Sometimes they hurt themselves.
2: Listen, I've worked ER, and I've, I've seen some injuries where it's like, so what happened? Well, I said, "Hold my beer and watch this," and 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 now I'm here.
0: Okay, but I'm going with a four out of a hundred on that one.
2: Yeah, all right. Like the guy who was, you know, shooting up fireworks. and
0: yeah. Mostly this is mental injury, actually. The <laughs> idiot doesn't realize he's an idiot when you're talking to him. You just have to suffer through the, the ear bashing he's about to deliver. So I, I, at this point, though, we're getting, like, close to a thousand downloads every episode. If these people can't figure it out at this point that that's what I'm giving them, then the joke's on you. <laughs> so... Oh,
2: Thomas. All right. Except for
0: Bjorn. I would never be mean to Bjorn, but everybody else, eh. (laughs) It's a great
2: way to alienate all other nine (laughs) hundred and ninety-nine listeners, Tom. That's that's
0: awesome. I only care about one continent now. That's Antarctica. The other six, you're dead to me. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I, love, I actually love doing this, believe it or not. I know sometimes I seem like I'm bitching, but I do love doing this. If I could figure out a way to get paid to do this, done. Done and done, sir. So we should actually work on that. How do we make that happen?
2: Well, I think you have to be named Joe Rogan. or
0: That dude is making fat bank. But, you know, I know a lot of people are probably like, but Joe Rogan, that dude earned it. Oh, like, yeah. No, yeah. He worked yeah. in stand-up. He puts out a great product. He is constantly working on it. It's He's one of the few people in the world I'm like, man, he truly has earned everything he has got coming towards him. Like, yeah, that was not an overnight success. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But so uh, what's what's step two here? So we talked for a minute. Check it's my favorite
2: part to... of the show, Tom.
0: Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember this. Well, I cannot wait till you, you're going to mess this up and I'm going to laugh. No, I'm going to trip you up. Nope. You're, you're not. You're not? Okay. Let's see if you don't.
2: You can find us on what? Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast. You can find us on the web. We're at com. You can email us, admin at com. And you can make sure that you can find us on iHeartRadio app and Helium Radio, that is Thursday nights, on their channel, too, Helium After Dark, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8, 8 central. No, I did not.
0: No, I think you forgot Twitter.
2: Nope, I mm-hmm. said it in there. At the point you were saying, sure. but... <laughs>
0: So I think this is the part where you ask me what else they can do. And I say they can go to the Just Some Podcast uh, website. They can scroll down, not quite to the bottom, but towards the bottom. And there's an Amazon affiliate link. Click on that before you do any of your shopping. It takes you right to the list. Bobby's um, list. Work, to the website. To, to the website. <laughs> you can do all your shopping. And then some. Uh, a small pro- Portion, God, words are hard. Small portion <laughs> of proceeds then comes back to the show so that we can keep doing this. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, you said, then you said that it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'd never miss if I did not mention that. We need to yeah. do something for that this month, maybe. Boom, shakalaka. When are we going to get on that? Well,
2: I know several people who have volunteered to be on the show, but again, we wanted it to be a video show at that point, but. I'm sure we can probably come up with something <laughs> that is uh, breast cancer friendly related.
0: Make make the YouTube channel finally worth it with the video <laughs> images. Perhaps. So Um I know a lactation consultant. Hmm. I do too. Anything boob related, so maybe maybe that's maybe that's gonna be the show. Boob extravaganza.
2: Maybe we can get Cassandra on there there's all kinds of stuff we can do. Yeah.
0: Uh, So if you have any ideas, why don't you just email us at um, that thing Ben said earlier.
2: Admin at com, Or you can reach out to us on any of our social media.
0: Yeah, that. Any of those things. Go ahead and do that and tell us if you have some ideas for any of our October shows. And uh, maybe we can incorporate those into a show and make that happen. I think that's a great idea.
2: That's a great idea. Look at you first first show back from a week off and you're already coming up with good ideas
0: memory madness i don't know we're go- we're going to have to come up with, wow we're going to come up with i'm going to come up with some really great titles so it's going to be awesome and ladies trust me this is not sarcasm i do care so let's let's make this happen i even wear i wear the pink bands on my wrist during this time i'm looking at buying pink clothing It's clear I'm a a big supporter Just throwing that out there
2: I just want you to know whenever you said You're going to come up with a lot of titles I immediately flashed back To the Saturday Night Live skit of Celebrity Jeopardy Where it was, (laughs) yeah I'll take famous titties for 200 Alex (laughs) John Connery Yeah, so
0: Yes Uh, Classic, classic love You know Yeah, I'm trying to get into a groove I'm waiting for like, I don't know. Like it's coming. I can feel it. I'm just not in it yet. Like we gotta get into that.
2: Well, maybe our Maybe story... if
0: I can find my my fifty five gallon drum of personal lubricant around here it will grease me up and get me right into that. By the way, uh update on that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Because there has to be updates on that. So even though I have much to my chagrin, I have tried to hide this podcast from people close around me that may know me and may actually listen to it and ask me questions about said podcast. Um, So they found out, they listened to it, 55-gallon drum of personal lubricant became a real big discussion around the office. And then did you know, and things that I, I never Thought to fathom was read the reviews. Amanda, Ooh. nurse practitioner, big fan of the show, has uh, helped us out a lot with suggestions and uh, reached out to me personally. She came up with maybe we should read reviews. And would you, I was just thinking you. when you said
2: that, I'm like, you know, that would be funny to just have a show of some looking at some medical type stuff on Amazon and finding some of the funnier reviews.
0: That might be a whole show. I just meant she. Sat at a desk, read the reviews and laughed until she cried about some of the things like um, if I'm I think I'm remembering this pretty accurately. One of the reviews said it was like a question to answer to the company that produces the lubricant. Mm-hmm. And it was how long does this product last? And they said enough that you'll have to leave it in a will to your children. And I was, wow, that is quite an answer. I like these, uh, I like their style. They got panache. So, uh,
2: if you're selling a 55 gallon drum of lubricant, you have to have panache, Tom.
0: Oh, oh. I mean, Chutzpah. Um, there's a whole bunch <laughs> of words I'm going to try and think of that describe a company that says, I need a blue barrel and I need to fill it with something. And they chose personal lubricant. So, I mean, that's up there. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, yeah, uh, big shout out to everybody out there that listened to the show, gave us some feedback. Thank you all very much. And please keep coming at us with uh, some ideas. That was a great one. And I hope that we uh, I think we could do that soon. I think that's a good episode right there. We could we could throw that in reading reviews. There, maybe we do
2: that as like a bonus episode that we throw up on YouTube. So that way you can like screenshot the actual review as you're reading it or something. I don't know. We can come up with something, though.
0: I'm thinking that's going to be an episode where I decide to drink again while we record.
2: Big surprise.
0: Well, (laughs) I'm just saying that's coming up, my friend. I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, feisty. So. All right. Well, so now we did that. So. um, Oh, and um, we're thinking about adding a first time caller line to the show, possibly. So if you guys are interested in something like that or better yet if you email us at admin at the thing that ben always says if you do that just put first time caller in the subject line or first time question or something and we'll try and make sure we address each of those as they come in so it just helps us organize all the uh ones of emails that we get from people about the show all the ones
2: of emails that was <laughs> awesome yeah well played sir
0: all the twos and ones of emails we get per episode, but that would be very helpful if you guys would do something like that. So we're we're just exploring. Help us explore. Help us. Um. um what would Pollyanna say right now? Help us, um, you know, invade a space. Or I don't something. think she would use
2: invade. <laughs> no. That sounds too brutal. Um, I think explore was a good word. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Spelunk. So Sp- Spelunk is a technical term It describes I know, I game know. exploration I'm just throwing yes. that out there
2: Oh Tom Probably wants want yes. to explore your cave
0: um, <laughs> 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 Alright oh, are you ready
2: internet. To move on with the show Thomas
0: I mean I vaguely feel like I'm ready So yeah yeah, right. Yeah let's just do that So
2: Tom our story that you may have missed I'm going to kind of break tradition.
0: Oh, shit. This is,
2: not, <laughs> this is not necessarily a story that you may have missed because it has blown up all over social media, uh, particularly in a lot of the nurse practitioner groups that I have am uh, a part of.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, not that we've talked about what our uh, topic is going to be, other than people can read it on the...
0: Uh... I don't think we have talked about our topic, actually.
2: No, but, I mean, it's on the episode info, so People already know what it is. So we're going to talk about legislative issues. And so I thought, well, you know, we might as well just tie that all in together with our story that you may have missed, Um, So what we're going to talk about in our story that you may have missed is President Trump's new executive order on the Medicare Advantage program that also has gotten a lot of feedback in the nurse practitioner groups for one particular section of said executive order. Mm-hmm. That is Section 5 which is entitled Enabling Providers, and I'm actually reading it from the WhiteHouse.gov website, enabling providers to spend more time with their patients within one year of the date of this order, the Secretary shall propose reforms to the Medicare program to enable providers to spend more time with their patients by proposing a regulation that would eliminate burdensome regulatory billing requirements, conditions of participation, supervision requirements, benefit definitions, and other licensure requirements of the Medicare program, that are more stringent and that limit professionals from practicing at the top of their profession. And the other part that seems to be getting a lot of feedback that I have been seeing is conducting a comprehensive review of regulatory policies that create disparities in reimbursement between physicians and non-physician practitioners and proposing a regulation that would, to the extent allowed by law, ensure that items and services provided by clinicians, including physicians, physicians' assistants, and nurse practitioners, are appropriately, re- are appropriately reimbursed in accordance with the work performed rather than the clinician's occupation. So obviously it's way too early to even be looking at this because I mean this is, we're talking years down the road, but with this executive order that's does seem to be getting a lot of uh, traction in nurse practitioner groups because they're looking at allowing providers to practice to the top of their licensure and then fair billing
0: well i'm going to be as succinct as possible on this because of our effort to stay apolitical on this show right i will say that i completely support this measure that i think that this is far too long in coming i would like to see it happen and i would like to know if we are going to as a profession, as, as nurse practitioners and our brothers and sisters in the PA world, if they are actually going to stop worrying about shit, like how many acronyms we can fit behind our name and stuff like that, and actually put together a comprehensive board that can make recommendations that can actually have an impact and make this happen. That's, that's my vision is, or not my vision, but like my, my hope is that, okay, the ball is now in our court and instead of bitching about stuff like um, are we practicing enough theory in teaching our kids stuff that maybe these boards can get together and say hey we have a chance to actually do something like the iron is hot now is the time to strike I hope both nurse practitioner and physician assistants and our respective uh, representation see this opportunity and use it
2: I couldn't have said it better myself Tom I mean I think that of course like I said I think that's why you obviously around
0: that is why I keep you around. I, I'm the guy who makes a fart joke and then says that. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's the yin and the yang of Tom. Yes, it's, it's great. But I do think, obviously, it's still very early in the process. I mean, the executive order was just signed six days ago as of our recording. Um, and obviously, it's going to be a lot of work through the secretary of HHS to come and try to develop some of these plans. But I would hope that people are, people being clinicians are definitely going to keep a close eye on this just to see how it does come to fruition. I mean, I think it's still way too early to, to like I said, celebrate it, but I certainly think that it's potentially the beginnings of a step in the right direction.
0: But again, I, I just hope that we, since I've become a nurse, I have watched nursing, which is a highly valuable position we're well-regarded by the public. We're well-regarded within our own profession and interdisciplinary, like, you know, everybody says, you know, go talk to the nurse. Like, we are an indispensable part of the healthcare team, and I have watched us consistently shoot ourselves in the foot as a profession more than once over the years. And now, like, this is one of those clear, the gauntlet is, is down. Like, okay, here it is. Something good has come our way, and all we have to do is take the time, make sure we seize this opportunity. I, I just want to see that happen. Uh, I agree that the equality should should focus on the work being performed, not who is performing it. I just want to see that that actually happens.
2: In response to that, I was kind of I was reading some some different articles in research for tonight's episode. One of the things that I found interesting is, is of course, physicians and and non-physician providers or advanced practice providers, as as we refer to it on our show, may not see eye to eye on a lot of things legislative-wise, particularly when we start talking about, like, whole practice authority and things of that nature. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show, to an extent. Um, But...
0: To a minor extent. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but I was kind of impressed that the um, American Academy of Family Physicians (AAFP) in this article said, you know, we actually do support payment parity, and if it's you know a nine nine two one three for a physician, it should be a nine nine two one three for an advanced practice provider. So I was, I was like, let's, you know, maybe it's it's some steps in, like I said, it's some steps in the right direction.
0: Here, here, let's just see what happens next it's time for us to fire back. Like you said, it's, it's really early. I'm, I'm not saying that they need to get out something tomorrow. I'm just right. saying clearly we need to put together a pitch for lack of a better term and say, okay, this is what we can bring to the table based on what you're saying. Let's make this move. And I, I just hope that there's something we do about it and not squander an opportunity.
2: I, Again, I agree with you, sir.
0: So, but I think
2: that that uh, transitions nicely into our main topic of the evening.
0: I don't know. what to say. Yeah. Which
2: I think we kind of touched on this in one of our very early episodes. Like, I want to say, like, maybe three, episode three or something. I know we just kind of talked about.
0: Never heard it. Don't know.
2: <laughs> I know. You don't listen to the old ones. Um, I don't. <laughs> but this actually was submitted to us uh, via email from a. Listener saying, Hey, you know, maybe you guys should
0: start looking. Long time listener. First time. First time emailer. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> that joke's Sorry. never going to die with you. I couldn't, I, could, I couldn't pass it up.
2: I mean, you assume they're a long time listener. What, there, ahead, what if they're not a long
0: time listener? I mean, what if they're just a
2: first time listener and first time caller? Humor me. All right, fine.
0: Humor anyway, me so
2: it was basically just, Hey, you know, maybe you should discuss how nurse practitioners. And advanced practice providers should become involved in some of the legislative aspects of things. And I thought, well, you know, with it, it being such a hot topic, with this and with uh, lots of states kind of pushing for full practice, um, that I thought it was very timely of an email. And so I talked to Tom and said, "Hey, let's go ahead and just do, just do this, right?"
0: Roger that. And honestly we have discussed this more than once the importance of well for lack of a better term legislative awareness like yes those of us that are practicing and taking care of patients not just students or or people that are learning or wanting to learn about this it it pays to be politically savvy and that doesn't mean anything bad that just means you you can't just have your head in the sand well, let me rephrase that. You can't have your head in the sand. Okay? You, you absolutely can. But what's going to happen is is when something comes up and you're like, I don't like that, you shouldn't really be mentioning a lot. You, you're given opportunities to make a voice if you're not using it, or at least that's how I look at it, is it's okay to bury your head in the sand, but then don't complain about not having a choice. That's, yeah. So... We've talked about multiple times, you know, like the, the nurse with cards lady, and I know I said it then, and I, I still think it applies now, just because you live in Texas does not mean what happens in North Dakota or Washington doesn't affect you, because it does, because these states are all watching, and like I said before, whatever they think they can get away with, they're going to try and get away with, so... the and. I, I am framing that in a bad light, so let me frame it in a, in a positive light as well. That can also be to your advantage. If you are, for again, for lack of better example, you're in Texas and Maryland passes something and it starts working well, you could go to your legislature and say, hey, this is happening in other places. Why aren't we doing this? And that's what I mean about political savvy is it doesn't mean you have to be up to date on everything though you probably should but it's being involved in your process knowing what you can do about it or knowing how it's going to at least impact your practice
2: yeah i was trying to think of a good analogy and uh, you know i think the best one that i could come up with is let's say you're at work and you're a nurse practitioner and you're just kind of hanging out and you don't really go to meetings or anything because you know that's not your it's not your bag so you don't do that and then one day the CEO comes over and says, uh, "Hey, we're gonna start uh, clinic's gonna start being open on Saturdays." And you go, "Well, you know, how'd this happen? Well, we've had meetings for six months about it. We've talked yeah. about this. We've reached out to multiple people, and this is what we feel like is the best thing that's gonna happen. And so, now your practice has been completely altered, but because." You chose to put your head in the sand and not get at least aware. And I think, I, I like the way that you worded that, legislative awareness. It doesn't have to say you have to get political, but just be aware of some of the shit that's going on around you so that whenever it does start impacting your practice, you can at least have a voice and say, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't agree with this or I do agree with this or whatever the case may be. That's the best analogy that I think I can come up with.
0: Well, and I I think it's an apt analogy. I also think that knowing what's coming helps you plan for your practice. Like, some things are just going to be above our heads, okay? I I mean, unless, like, the AANP gets involved, there may be some things that we're just not going to have impact on, okay? I I mean, there's time for optimism and there's time for realism, okay? There's just times things are going to happen that you can't impact. What you can do, however, is know what is coming and then make the necessary adjustments at your level based on what you know is coming. And that also would be something I – especially people out there, uh, we know one friend of the show that owns their own clinic. Like it would behoove them to know what is going on in their state at the legislative level. You know, there's words, and I say those yeah. sometimes in correct order hard, and <laughs> enunciate them sometimes, and then they mean something when I do that. So maybe at the state level of uh, lawmaking, I'm going to use other words to get around that, that sh- they can then say, okay, I know this is coming, or this is what they're changing. This is what I can do to make my practice better or prepare my practice for what's coming. And the same thing applies to you. And if you're thinking – and again, I know some of you out there are thinking this. Well, that doesn't that doesn't affect me. Incorrect. If your state is changing a law that affects mid level practitioners, it is going to wash over you in one way or another. Maybe not directly, but it is going to hit you. So if I were you, be part of those professional organizations, even at the state level, and know what's coming. It's not hard to sign up for an email. Let me tell you, most of these groups are clamoring to get people on their email list. It's not hard to sign up for a newsletter and then once a week something pops up onto your phone while you're dropping a deuce. And then you can read for five minutes about what they're voting on. It's really not hard at all.
2: No, I would agree with that. And uh, I would take it a step further to an extent. I would say...
0: When you're taking a shower, you would read it because that would well, be weird. Yeah, well, uh, oh, well,
1: I
2: didn't realize that was weird. Now, thanks for letting
0: me know. I won't do that anymore. How, well, how do you hold it when your hands are all soapy? Um, I don't. I at the phone. <laughs> <on> the phone. <laughs> wow,
2: um, I have a life proof case. How about that? No, I don't. Ah, uh, uh, yes. I have a uh, voice dictation, so it just reads your email to me. I'm just making shit up so i, I would say, say holy
0: shit that is a game changer
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you need to get involved in your local organizations as well you know, i am the president of the local organization that uh, that i'm a part of and that's just in this area
0: mostly it's also because you're a go-getter um, over um, in yeah. i'm
2: working on that so
0: editing um, is gonna have a great time with this episode
2: <laughs> or they're just leaving it all in we don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> but get involved in your local organization they may not be super political as far as what's going on in the like state legislative aspects but it's going to be a good a, it's going to be a good networking opportunity i can say in a lot of the nurse practitioner groups that i'm in i have made some really great networking opportunities to be able to say hey guy in ortho Here's, you know, my, here's something that I'm thinking. Or I've reached out to people and said, hey, I mean, hell, because of the podcast at one of the conferences that our organization put on, Christina and Jeff presented at it. Uh, Christina from Stories uh, and Medicine. So, I mean, there's networking opportunities at the local. Go ahead, sir. I, you're clamoring for something.
0: I can't stop laughing. Because when you said "Hey, Ortho guy," <laughs> I literally thought in my head of somebody going. So, tell me how bones work. And just... <laughs> sorry, I'm missing um, you this picture. Uh, okay. Tell
2: me if it's broken. Yes, yes, that's broken. Okay, good, thanks. Uh, that's more of
0: radiology, anyways. <laughs> sorry, i sorry. Get back on track. Get back on track. Networking
2: correlate clinically, um, <laughs> but. It's a great networking opportunity lots of these places offer ceus which everybody needs you need a continuing education and it does give you the opportunity to get plugged into something that's bigger than yourself when you move on to the state organization which i'm also a part of here that is where you're going to start getting into that those state laws and getting with those, the legislators and the lobbyists And things of that nature. And you think, okay, well, why do we need a lobbyist? Well, we need a lobbyist because that's how you get hold of legislator. That's how, that's, everybody has a lobbyist now as far as like organization wise. And, you know, that's who you pay to go to meetings and so that you don't miss stuff as a, as a entire organization.
0: And I would actually chime in here with some insight as I was an intern for a congressman. So I kind of have some idea. And lobbyists in general have a really bad rap, okay? So when people out there, they hear the word lobbyist and they're like, oh, that's terrible. No, it's not. Yes, in some ways, especially at the federal level, there is some probably issues with how things are done or communicated. But realistically – Within the political scheme, if you want to get your wheel moving, the lobbyist knows where to put the grease. That's their job. All right. Yes. I mean your job as a nurse practitioner may be to diagnose ear infections and then treat it properly. You wouldn't go to an electrician for it, right? I mean, and I want people to hope not. Well, (laughs) I'm sure there's someone out there that has thought about this, but I'm just trying to say People need to think about it realistically, and far too often they have preconceived notions in their head that somebody that, oh, I'm a lobbyist, that they must be a bad person. They're not. They are hired to do a job, and they know how to do it in general. So it is good to know... Even if you don't know the lobbyist for your organization personally, um, I've met a couple in my time, and most of them, first of all, are hilarious, all right? They are out to have fun. They're very personable because guess what? That's also their job. That's their job, yeah. Exactly. So they're they're usually really great people. They want to talk to you, and if they represent your organization, they want to – usually, they want to talk to you. They want to know – What is Now, granted, the person that sends their paycheck is going to have a little more of their uh, undivided attention, but get to know these people, become involved, and and at the local level is where it should really start for us, to be honest.
2: It should, and speaking of the local level, Tom, I mean, when we're talking – now, we're not talking federal legislators. We're talking state legislators. These are people that are – Likely from your hometown or very, very close to it. You know, I have reached out to my representative here and said, hey, you know what? I'd like to sit down with you sometime and talk about some issues. He emailed me back within like 20 minutes and said, let's go to lunch at a local restaurant. We met a week later, sat down, had lunch. It was a good time. These aren't like... These horrible yeah. people that are sometimes portrayed. Like these are your local, it, it's the guy next door to an extent. That's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because then they're more personable and you can actually get to know them. It can be a bad thing because they're probably not going to have any medical experience or healthcare experience. And that's where what some of what you can come in on. When I've sent letters to them, I've said, you know, if you have questions about any of this, I would love to be your resource. Send me an email back and I will try to answer what I can. So, I mean, there's, there's a way to give and take there and that can be mutually beneficial.
0: And, and I'm really glad you brought up that point. I don't think that many of the people, I don't think the majority of people in general grasp that concept that these guys are out there and they're talking about subjects they may or may not have any idea and they might be voting on legislative action based on what they think not on research not on opinion from a personal matter they're just like oh um that sounds bad literally that's the entire extent of their knowledge of the subject and that if you think i'm kidding I am 100% not kidding at all with you. You need to be aware that these people may have no knowledge whatsoever of the subject on which they are voting, and that you can be that resource, as Ben pointed out. They are normally glad to meet with you, just like I was talking about before with the lobbyist. These people actually have a vested interest, in general, in meeting with you. Are there going to be some real assholes out there who just do not give one shit about you? Yes. All right. And if you live in that district, you need to be aware about that just as much as you need to be aware if that guy is going to be voting on a health care provision, but he doesn't know anything about health care. You can be that voice instead of just sitting in the dark, hoping for the best.
2: And yes, we're a health care related podcast and we're health care professionals. But that goes to be uh, for any.
0: Man, stop stretching <laughs> that professional.
2: <laughs> that goes for any aspects. You know, these aren't like our local rep is a banker by trade. So is he going to know things about road and bridge? Is he going to know things about healthcare? Is he going to know things about other aspects outside of banking? Probably not. So I mean, that should be for. I mean, generally as a, as an American public. We should be more aware of what our legislators know and don't know and try to be that resource to them and the aspects in which we are experts in.
0: Wow. That's a very cogent point. <laughs> I was just going to say something dumb like, you don't expect this guy to know everything about banana bread for no reason, do you? Nope, not at all. And then there you go, saying something that actually sounds like something that should be said on the show instead of some of the nine stuff that I usually contribute. So, well,
2: that's what every once in a while I, I like get. You know,
0: I mean, I'm I'm joking around, but I, because we're trying to, I want to, I want the crowd to understand that we're trying to navigate this in an, we're talking about a political topic and trying to stay apolitical, which yes. is really, honestly, fucking boring in a lot of ways to me because I want to light this shit up. But Ben, being the smart person he is, is got a muzzle on me. So I think we can still do good. That's obviously why I wanted to talk about this. This is close to us. Obviously, we're nurse practitioners. So things that affect nurse practitioners, I, we understand, are important. I think we're doing this show because I think there is a real lack of awareness. And maybe that this is going to be the first episode in many where we talk about things that you can do as nurse practitioners to further your career, not just as an on an individual basis, but as a group basis, like as a professional basis, and so I think maybe we could get into a little bit because I think this episode is probably going to be shorter than normal. So maybe we should talk a little bit about the main legislative issue that brought this episode together,
2: which is full practice authority,
0: <clears throat> the third rail. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, now I will say, in, in trying to again stay somewhat apolitical, I don't think the full practice authority looks the same in every state. I certainly, you know. It, so, what's uh, you know, would it be great to have something across the board that this is how it is? Certainly, may that come one day. Certainly could. I don't know. I mean, the VA passed you know sweeping legislation to allow this to happen. But I think we can dispel some of the myths that we hear about this. One being, it's independent practice. I'm going to call complete and utter bullshit. Nothing that we do as healthcare providers is independent. And I mean that in whether I have a collaborative practice agreement with somebody or not, which is basically what it breaks down to as far as full practice authority for those who are are non-medical who may be listening to the show. Whether I have that agreement or not, I'm still going to collaborate with people. I'm still going to collaborate with specialists. I'm still going to ask other people's opinion on things. Nothing that we do is independent. It's just allowing nurse practitioners to practice to the full, to the top of the license as was referenced in the executive order that was signed recently.
0: I I think the main hook that people need to understand that are outside of medicine or are wondering on perspective is basically in some states now a nurse practitioner now PAs are different by design so this does not directly apply to physician assistants Uh, but for nurse practitioners we have to have um, and every state's a little different but in Ohio it's a standard care agreement where you have a collaborating physician that basically says I am in some way attached to this provider and full practice authority in most states and again we're trying to be general because clearly we can't cover all 50 states. It would be pretty cool to do something like a 50 state series uh, plus Guam and just kind of discuss the different topics and how we do stuff, but we just don't have time to do that. So what we're going to try and do is do a brief and broad overview where it says what full practice authority is in this case in general means that a nurse practitioner, once they are accredited, or I should say credited. They're licensed. They can go forwards and practice in that state without having a physician that they are directly attached to by contract or paperwork. Does that sound right. correct.
2: That's that does sound correct, and it's in some states, like you said, it looks it looks very different depending on the state. Um, you know, Kansas is uh, is less restricted than like our neighbor over in Missouri, where. The physician has to be within like 30 miles, and you can only see what the physician sees. And I mean, there's all kinds of different rules state by state. And so that's where some of the confusion comes from, too, is right now, 22 states plus DC plus VA have full practice authority. So after that nurse practitioner graduates, gets licensed, gets board certified through either AANP or ANCC... And meets whatever requirements of that state for full practice, whether it's 2,000 hours of collaborative agreement, 4,000 hours, 10,000 hours, whatever it is, then they're able to essentially set up a clinic
0: and i know and i know we're not going to dive too deep into it we're planning on doing this in a future episode maybe more directly like on educational or educational requirements of nurse practitioners or what we think should be done differently but i know my opinion is going to be unpopular but i still think it's valid for a multitude of reasons but i do not think every nurse practitioner should start off with full practice authority i think that there should be uh, for lack of a better term, you know, um, a period, like you said. So it would be something like you have to work 10,000 hours with a standard care agreement in place, after which you can then apply either for a separate license. Like, I don't know how that would work. I guess that would work at the state level or they could figure that out. But basically it says, okay, this practitioner has now satisfied some requirements and can move forwards. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think there are so many people that are so afraid of standard care agreements for whatever reason. And I can understand a few of them, which is getting one in some States. That's not a given, you know, there's more nurse practitioners than there are physicians willing to sign them. I get that. But the level of professionalism that that type of agreement develops is not a bad thing. And it doesn't have to be 10,000 hours. I'm just saying we need to get together as a profession and say, look, this is not a bad thing and we need to find a way for all of us across the board to say, even if not all of us like it, no, it's not going to be 100 percent. But if 70 percent of mm-hmm. us think this is a good idea at at 5,000 hours, whatever it may be, then that's what we should go with. I, I truly honestly believe that. And I think you said it won't happen at the federal level, Ben, but I truly think that the federal government's going to have to be the person that sets in place a framework and says – here's what nurse practitioners or PAs can do. Now at the state level, you get to make the refined details about, you know, this or that, but here is what they can do according to CMS. And that will set the tone of what follows at the state level,
2: which there is a lot with CMS that needs to change.
0: <laughs> In my under- personal we opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Well, even just with what we do, I can titrate patients, insulin, I can prescribe numerous medications. I cannot sign an order for diabetic shoes.
0: Yeah, figure figured that one out.
2: I can take care of patients with multitude of chronic issues, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, diabetes, whatever the case may be. I can't sign a hospice order. So I can take care of them up to the point that they're getting close to death, but then once once it's time for hospice, I'm no longer apparently capable of doing so.
0: Yes, and mm-hmm. again, that goes back to I think that our colleagues that are physicians deserve the utmost respect. Absolutely. That their extra time in schooling and the work they put in needs to be appreciated. However, I don't think that should be a thumb in our eye. Like, okay, you became a physician. I chose to be a nurse practitioner for many reasons. I think that for them to say that I can't sign a hospice order on my patient that I've taken care of for X amount of years is that thumb in the eye. It's that slap in the face. I, I don't think that many physicians would disagree with us. I think the problem becomes not with the people that have sufficed those requirements. It's those that... Again, I'm going to say something I think is unpopular. I think that there is a lot of nurses that have got into nurse practitioner for the wrong reasons, and fair enough. They are the ones that are may chafe the most. I'm not saying that there are not great nurse practitioners that disagree with me. Awesome, we can have that conversation. I, 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 and I am not set in my ways. If somebody could say, Tom, this is why everybody should have it from the minute they they graduate, and you can convince me, I will say I was wrong and go forwards. I, I'm just saying I don't understand from where I'm sitting from a logical standpoint what is wrong with saying, okay, so you have – I think we need to have so many years of experience before you even go to nurse practitioner school, which is a whole other problem. It. Okay? Yes. And then I think that there should be a standard across the states that says – because I don't want a guy coming from Michigan to Indiana – where one state requires you to have 5,000 hours and the next state doesn't require you to have any because guess what's going to happen? You're going to have an in, possibly have an influx of people that don't have the same level of training or expertise now working full practice authority. I, I think it is a good idea for us as a profession to take on the mantle of responsibility before chains are placed on us instead of requirements because I do believe what the over influx of nurse practitioner students coming into the the arena does not mean it's bad. Okay, I, I great. We should have nurse practitioners. That's awesome. I support that. But the manner in which we are producing them and then training them and then allowing them to practice is going to hurt us all if we do not ensure that the highest quality patient care is being provided.
2: And to add on to that with stuff that Tom and I have talked about off-air, that's not a dig on any on-ground versus, or
0: yes.
2: brick-and-mortar versus online school. We're not saying, oh, well, all online students are stupid. No, no, we're not saying that at all. You're going to put into it – you're going to get out of it what you put into it, whether it's brick-and-mortar, whether it's online, whether whatever it is. <clears throat> I certainly agree with Tom. I think that there needs to be some – Requirements prior to getting into nurse practitioner school, as we've talked about before, and I kind of get on that soapbox, and so I'm going to avoid that because I get a little fired up about it. <clears throat> but I do think that you should not be able to be 18 and go to nursing school for two years and then jump into a BSN program that transitions into a DNP and be 24 and never worked in the healthcare field and no. then be out as a nurse practitioner.
0: He's afraid of the soapbox. I am not. I do not think you should be an advanced practice registered nurse and you've never worked as a registered nurse. I don't think so. I it it demeans the entire process and those of us that have put in time. And look, I am not saying you need to dedicate your career to being a floor nurse and then the last two years to become a nurse practitioner. No, but certainly I think we can all agree that. If you are going to call yourself an advanced practice nurse, then perhaps you should have actually worked as a nurse first. I just think that's prudent. So,
2: but again, again I don't disagree with you. Yeah,
0: that's that's a whole episode. That's up. that's for
2: another episode. Yeah, <laughs> that,
0: is, that, that is for <laughs> an episode because I feel myself getting on that Tom train. I feel it like coming in, like, oh, here we go. I'm gonna get all fired up. No, nope, stop. We're, we're almost at the end brakes. of this episode. Yeah, we're at the end of this episode. So, so. What
2: I would like to do, and I'm hoping that I will get this out as we drop this episode. If not, then hopefully within a week of dropping this episode. I would like to have on our website a page dedicated to a listing of all the state organizations for nurse practitioners with their website information. I think that would be a great resource for anybody in the 50 states. And if you're listening to us in one of the other continents and you have an organization that is handling aspects like this for your profession let us know and I don't have a problem to add that to it also but I think it can be a nice resource for because maybe maybe people generally don't know you know I didn't realize that we had the Ohio Nurse Practitioners or the Kansas Advanced Practice Network or whatever the hell the case may be so we, we, as I think it's one of the things that we can do, Tom, as a podcast host is let's provide that resource to people.
0: No, I think that's great because I will be honest. I am sure, of course, I've been busy and that's an excuse that I should not use. But, you know, I'm back in school. I am working full time, you know, raising a child. Like there are probably things I've slipped through and I probably do not know every resource available And I am sure I am not alone. So, yeah, I think we can absolutely make this happen. And, you know, and it doesn't have to be just family nurse. We can do advanced. And I don't want any of our foreign listeners, which we have a lot of foreign listeners. Yes, absolutely. This was not supposed to be U.S.-centric, as in we don't care about other people. But this is an issue that is directing directly affecting us if you are having something similar like this in your country or your country has dealt with this and you guys have set standards that work out well please let us know we would love to say hey well you know what they do in brazil well this is what they do in brazil or this is what they do in finland or this is what they do in portugal or whatever the point is is if you want to shed some light on the subject from your point of view we would like to hear it so please absolutely
2: but you know what, Tom, on that note, I think um, we're going to wrap this episode up. So if yeah. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast. We are going to be on the web, www.justsomepodcast.com. Hopefully, we will have that link up soon. The link will be in the episode notes, and we'll also throw it out on our social media so that you can stay plugged into your state organizations. And again, if you have foreign organizations, let us know. And uh, email us, admin, at justsomepodcast You look frozen, Tom. You go okay over there?
0: Yeah, I'm um, cool. I was waiting for you to say your part, so I say my part, and then we're done.
2: You don't have your part at the end now. Oh, you're I'm just the
0: yeah the ending ending yeah. Oh,
2: you want to go play Xbox, don't you?
0: <laughs> well, there's part of that, and there's also. Um, I know there's a puppy running around my house that I haven't seen in an hour, so I can only imagine what I'm going to run into when I go downstairs.
2: I'm guessing little piles of shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> on that note, I don't know what we're going to cover next week. This was actually a listener topic that emailed us this week and said, hey, why don't you cover this? And so we did. So who knows? Well, maybe you'll send us an email and we'll cover what you want to talk about next week. But maybe on that note... Maybe depends on if it's good. You know. Well, no,
0: if it's first-time collar line. Yeah, first-time collar line. <laughs> so, anyway, on that note, I hope everybody has a great week. Hey, everybody, stay safe out there.
2: Yeah, there's gonna be a little battle shit all over your house. Yes, I am well aware.
1: He's owning a puppy. Practice like, swearing you. just to pass the time. Lately, I see why I am alone. some road rich and i thought of you and all the many times you say i should have known so i could press so i could find my G. find the the best